Hey, Gary Ruplinger here again uh, with a special episode again today. This is another live event I did on LinkedIn. This is the advanced session of how to get clients on LinkedIn. If you are interested in attending these live, uh, they are free, but you, all you need to do is connect with me on LinkedIn and I'll be happy to send you an invite to the next upcoming events. We usually do them every four to six weeks, um, but that's all I got. So without further ado, here is the live event. Let's jump in with the advanced session on how to get clients on LinkedIn. Real quick, my name is Gary Ruplinger. Uh, I am the host of the Pipelineology podcast, as well as the founder of Pipelineology. We do outbound lead generation, business to business marketing uh, for our clients. So if you were not on the last session, uh, what we really focused on there was we talked about building your profile to really speak to your ideal target audience. And one of the gauges I have for that is that if you connect with somebody and you're consistently building connections throughout the month, which you wanna be doing, is that if you're doing it right, a good, good litmus test is that once or twice a month, somebody just reaches out and says, you know, hey, Scarlett, I, uh, I, I see what you do there. I, I'm interested in that, I'd like some help. Uh, without being prompted, without being pitched on it. So that was part of what we really kind of focused on there was the fundamentals to, of your profile, because that's what all this is going to build on and build around. Um, we talked about connecting with people that are your ideal audience and why. With uh, LinkedIn, when you're picking and choosing your connections, really your entire network becomes more valuable versus just uh, everything that you know comes to your way organically. If you've got certain people, certain targets that you want to talk to, uh, being able to select them using tools like LinkedIn Sales Navigator, or even just a search in, in LinkedIn to find those people is really going to help your, your entire, well, client getting process. Um, and we'll talk more about that. And that's going to be one of the, the topics for today. And then finally, we talked about messaging and engaging with those people. And we did touch on LinkedIn events as well as a way to engage with your overall network. So what's on the agenda for today? Well, today we're going to be building on those things. So Today, we're going to talk about targeting the right people with the right offer, getting the right message in front of them. Um, we're going to talk about follow-up, which I realize probably doesn't even sound like a, an advanced uh, topic, uh, but I've, I've seen big agencies, I've seen small companies, I've seen all kinds of people who just drop the ball with the follow-up, and um, if you've... Uh, ever talk to Evan, he's, uh, he's one of my account managers. He'll tell you that I probably, probably in every single meeting I ask, what are we doing to follow up? What's going on with these? Where, what does that look like? Because for us, follow up means more meetings, means more calls, means more signed proposals and more clients. Um, it, is, it is kind of the, if I had a silver bullet, that's, that's the one. And because it's, it's, uh, it just gets lost uh, and uh, drop the ball dropped so often on that one. Uh, we're going to talk about taking the conversation actually off LinkedIn and why that's important. If you were on the last session, you probably have a pretty good idea why. And uh, we're going to talk about some direct mail techniques that have been um, surprisingly effective, I would say. Um, and then lastly, we're going to talk about some hiring and scaling techniques to grow your business. And then we'll take some time for questions. So let's jump in with right offer, right person. 
And I would say that this is the most common reason that campaigns fail, is right here at this conception stage before you've even really gotten started, before you've started connecting, is there's a disconnect in who you're connecting with, um, the person, the title, the company size. So let me just kind of give you an example. So let's take a, a car dealership. And there's we, we know that there's, right, there's really big car dealerships. There's AutoNation and Carvana where there's tons and tons of you know, different locations throughout the country. And then there's your small mom and pops, you know, a little place on the corner, things like that. So the right person to connect with and talk to at those is probably different. You probably are not going to get a meeting with the CEO of AutoNation. But the little place on the corner, if you just walk in, you can talk to the owner right away. Um, so when we start talking about who we want to meet with, who the ideal person is, we also want to know what size company that we're looking to work with. Roughly, you know, how much revenue they're doing, how many employees they have. These are all the things that we're really looking at because we want to give them the right uh, pitch. For example, let's go back to the car dealership. You might have an owner at the top or an ownership group, C-level people. Uh, if they have uh, multiple locations, they're going to have a general manager at each location. Uh, they may have somebody like a marketing director, an e-commerce director. Um, if they're too small, they won't have any of that. And we've done campaigns in this, uh, this uh, world before. And actually, I, that's my background. I used to work in the, run the call centers for some of these bigger groups. And our job was essentially to take those leads and set appointments for them. But when reaching out to these people, you gotta know who you're actually trying to connect with because what you say to an owner is gonna be different than what you might say to a general manager. It, it's definitely different than what you say to a marketing director or somebody in that that field. One of them, you can give a little bit more details about how you do it. You know, maybe your system works with uh, TikTok or something like that. You know, a general manager, probably they don't care. They want to know what kind of results you're going to get them. The marketing director, they probably care quite a bit about that. So as you're conceiving and thinking about your campaign is think about who the right person is. Um, and really kind of filter that out. Um, thanks. Uh, thanks for putting yourself on mute there, Peter. I appreciate that. Um, and, and think about getting that message to them. So if you've got, you know, different organizations, different size organizations you want to talk to, who, who do you want to talk to? Um, I'll give you another example. One we've, we've done where we want to, where the client really wanted to get uh, HR people, uh, the, the head of HR companies with uh, more than a thousand employees. So uh, big, big companies. Um, and you know, if, uh, if you're the HR director and I, I remember uh, at a service director at a, that was trying to get in with a, one in our local area with a company, I had about 3000 employees and completely impossible to get a meeting with that person. They're, they're always slammed. Um, kind of a similar approach there as we said, you know, we can target these people, but are we going to be able to get meetings with them? And the answer ended up being no. We ended up having to kind of go down a level. Is who's working in those departments? Who can who can we get our foot in the door with? Or the other option was we can target that same level, 
but let's drop down to companies maybe with 200 employees or even 50 employees. Easier to connect with, easier to facilitate that conversation. So when you're putting your campaigns together, think about this, who you're gonna target, what type of message you're gonna have for them, uh, because it's gonna vary depending on company size, their title, their authority within the company. So don't just group everybody together, split, spread them out. It's okay if you wanna target you know, the CEO, that's cool, but put them separately uh, from, you know, if it's a VP of sales or, or a marketing person, have, have separate ones here. So one of the ways we end up trying to do it is how do we get somebody to say yes to us? Uh, what is the best way to, if you ever read the book Influenced by Robert Cialdini, probably should. Uh, it's a classic, it's a little bit old now, but for the most part, the fundamentals are still there. Uh, and one of the big things there is what's the best way to get someone to do you a big favor? Have them do you a small favor first. You're trying to get them to say yes to something. So when we're doing uh, messaging on LinkedIn, when we're trying to get clients on LinkedIn, we want to get people in that saying yes. And if somebody's very busy, getting them to say yes to a meeting might not be, you know, the <laughs> might not be very effective at all. Um, I know at least for us internally, most of my clients are pretty busy. They're they're actually running companies. They've got their own flow of clients. They've they've got a lot of fires they're trying to put out. Uh, so just saying yes to every single meeting that comes their way, right? Everybody's reaching out saying, "Hey, let's get together. Hey, I'd like to learn more about you." Things like that. People people just don't have a lot of time for that. So if you got them to say yes to connecting with you on LinkedIn, maybe the next step would be getting yes to, "Hey, can I send you a little bit more information about this?" And then finally, getting them to say yes to the, the that appointment or that meeting or that virtual cup of coffee that you want to have. But having a little bit more structure in there, having some type of thing where they can say yes without a whole lot of time commitment so they can figure out if they want to actually spend that time with you is something that we've found to be pretty effective. So I kind of wanted to throw that in here as well. So... I mentioned at the beginning here that this is probably the closest thing to a silver bullet that is out there in terms of actually getting deals closed, getting more meetings on your books. As I mentioned, people are busy. And for me, I know that that's, that's my, but my best clients are busy. And, uh, you know, that's one of those things where you're looking and saying, do you, do you want the person who's struggling, who's got a lot of time on their hands? Or do you want the busy person who's going to carve out a little bit of, of, of time, but it's easy to, all of a sudden, something comes up, they forgot about you, they might not be on LinkedIn very often. So by consistently following up, this is where, for us, most of our appointments are booked, is not from that initial outreach, not from that initial messaging. It's checking back two, three, seven, eleven times. And don't overthink this too much. You can say something as, as simple as, as uh, you know, Peter, I just wanted to circle back. I, I know we uh, were looking to meet last week. I know I apologize that we didn't get that, uh, get that on the books. How does this week look? Or you want to get something on the book, books for next week? Uh, sending something is better than just not sending anything. Um, we like to do, you know, every three to four days, we'll do a follow-up, especially initially. Later on, it might be we'll follow up once every week or two. If they still don't respond, maybe just a check-in once a month. Um, and you'd be surprised how it might be a month or two or three months later that 
they they didn't respond they didn't respond maybe something changed right think think about your own company think about your own life think about how quickly things change that all of a sudden that that thing that was a low priority for you and that person you were like yeah i'll talk to them if i get around to it now it's a little bit more urgent now they're ready to talk to you so by consistently integrating follow-up into what you're doing not just saying you know here's here's some leads you know here's who booked and here's who didn't is saying okay who responded who can we keep messaging who is who is engaging but you know we just need a couple more messages too uh, i would definitely encourage you to put a crm together i know that can be you know a sequence in your crm can be a bit overwhelming the uh, learning curve on a lot of them can be pretty steep Quite frankly, you can put reminders on your Google Calendar. Uh, you can use it. You can do it the old-fashioned way and put things on a, on a planner. Write it down with pen and paper. It doesn't really matter. The, the key is to, to make sure that it's, it's getting done. Um, and this is probably the conversation I have most often with clients is, all right, here's what's going on. What, you know, what needs to be followed up on? What are we good on? And uh, do we need to reschedule anything? Because <laughs> again, People get busy. You just kind of make that, you know, part of your process is understanding that they might not respond to your message today. Something probably probably came up. They're probably not intentionally ignoring you, but uh, nonetheless, they are. So, which brings me to the next part here is actually taking that conversation off LinkedIn. So this one can be pretty huge because, um, if you were on the last one, we talked about this in terms of, we talked about this for events. Same type of thing though, is that people don't spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Look at this graphic, it says daily time spent on LinkedIn is less than one minute a day, 17 minutes a month for the average user. Compare that to Facebook and keep in mind, this is, uh, I think this is a graphic from 2019. Um, but, and I think TikTok has now eclipsed Facebook if I remember correctly, so it's, TikTok is somewhere around this number where Facebook's dropped off, but people aren't spending their time on LinkedIn. They're on, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're, they're on something else. So if we want to communicate with people by going off of LinkedIn, using either email, getting, you know, getting fancy with retargeting ads, which is probably its own presentation. I'll, I'll just touch on it here as a, as a tool though, especially if you can get people engaged, get people talking, as retargeting is a good way to essentially follow them around the internet, even in the age of Apple kind of cracking down on stuff, there's, there's still a lot of value to be had from using retargeting ads. So if you're looking for a, a high ROI ad campaign, retargeting your existing traffic is a good way to do it. Uh, but again, that, that's more, like I said, that's, I guess that's appropriate for this session, right? It's an advanced target, it's an advanced technique. Uh, don't overthink it though. Email is a great way to continue to follow up with people. So I was picking up the phone. And then frankly, you know, one of the best ones that I didn't put on this slide is probably just texting people. Um, if you get their number, you know, say something to the fact of that, hey, Crystal, I know we talked uh, a week ago. Hey, uh, we met on LinkedIn. Just wanted to see if uh, now's a better time for us to talk. People check their text messages. You don't have to, you don't have to be spammy about it. You don't need to, you know, Worry, worry too much is if you're just got your phone and you're just doing little messages here and there, you're going to be fine doing that as part of your follow-up. That's just, that's just professional follow-up right there, but getting people off the platform because they don't spend much time there. 
and talking to them where they do do exist, start the conversation on LinkedIn, go, go where they're spending their time. And how many, how many business professionals do you know that can go a whole day without checking their email? Not many, very, very few. Um, I do see some questions have come in here. Let me just uh, take a look at a couple of these and we'll see if uh, which ones make sense to answer right now. And then we'll get, get on with the rest of it here. Let's see. So John, I see your message here. You've, you've actually tried some automated drip campaigns and got nowhere because people don't read their LinkedIn messages because they get a hundred pitches a day. You're right, they do get pitched a lot. Um, and what happens is, is that you, all the messages sound about the same. Um, so it's, it's really about the copy, what you're saying. Um, message Evan, he'll send you the, the link to the first one. Uh, the first session we did, we've got some insight there on how to actually approach that messaging so that you do get responses. Because um, I know for us, we get about 30% of people, 30% of people to reply to the first two messages we sent. So uh, just keep that in mind that you actually can. It's just the way you're saying it, it probably looks like everybody else's pitch. Um, let's see, Eduardo. Yeah, prop people not even seeing my LinkedIn connection invites. Don't send a connection message ever, unless you actually know them. You met them at a trade show or something like that. Yep, Campsa email is, email is good. If, you're, if you've got it, um, find the trust factor is a little higher with LinkedIn, which is why we typically start there. But yeah, if you're getting good results with email, that's good. All right, moving along. Uh, I mean, I know there's more messages there. We'll, we'll get to those too. Like I said, I wanna make sure we keep things moving along. Direct mail. This is probably one of the more fun, fun things you can do, one of the more unique ways you can approach LinkedIn. And um, I would say when people think about this thing, whoa, that sounds really expensive. But if you've ever run ads on, on LinkedIn, I know most people haven't because they've heard it's really expensive. But if you say, hey, you know, I'm going to spend, willing to spend 10, 20, 25 bucks a click for some of this stuff, um, sometimes even higher, um, quite frankly, you could be sending out direct mail. <laughs> um, to get good results. And I'm not talking about just sending out postcards though. You certainly could. Uh, one of the things you know we've been we've been doing lately is we're actually sending out little, uh, I'll hold it up to the camera here so you can see it a little better. We've been sending out coffee mugs because um, I wanna meet with them. And I say, hey, I wanna meet you, meet you for a virtual cup of coffee. I'll buy the coffee. So I put a little you know Starbucks instant coffee in them. Uh, it, it's clever, it's a little cheeky, um, but, but you know what? People will respond to that. <laughs> Uh, compared to, you know, just another LinkedIn message that they got, right? Is do standing out, trying to think about that copy, right? Getting the right message to them. If if everybody's getting a hundred pitches a day, if that's the number you're thinking, how many coffee mugs did they receive today? Zero. They didn't get any. Um, one thing we'll be trying here, and uh, if you're on this uh, on this call, um, we will there's a good chance, at least if you're in the United States, you're gonna be getting one of these little black envelopes from us with a follow-up. I won't, uh, 
Uh, I won't I won't tease you like that. What you're going to be getting is a little laser pointer because we use these types of tools for us to to get leads and and people who are interested in our services too. So we're going to be following up with those people, getting and right taking that this virtual LinkedIn event. And now I want to get something real in your hands that you can hold and touch. So we're going to say, hey, here's a little laser pointer pen. Why? Because we want to help you laser target your leads on LinkedIn. Again, little little cheeky, but nonetheless, it's going to get attention. So I, I kind of spoiled it that, you know, some of you are going to be seeing that uh, we're running it as a test. So we're kind of doing some comparison. So if you're sad you didn't get it, uh, message Evan and tell him you want to be on that list. Um, I'll give you a hint. That's that's how you're <laughs> that's how you can make sure you you get one. Um, last the last thing kind of here I want to kind of talk about hiring and scaling, because once you kind of got that that core built uh you've got something working you've got messages going out you're getting responses back you're getting clients is bringing people in to help you do this because it can get overwhelming really fast to try and manage everything by yourself um i know for us we use a lot of automation tools to kind of do this the repetitive busy work um or you can get a va to do it if you if you don't want to use those types of tools um, I've, I've found that even with good standing operating procedures that the software usually works a little better for really repetitive tasks and then getting humans involved where the responses come from. Somebody replies, that's a good time to get uh, a person involved, have a conversation. And, and that's probably one of the big things is, is be human and encourage your team to be human. Um, nobody wants to talk to a robot. If they want to talk to a robot, put a look. They will. They'll talk to a little chatbot, and then they'll type agent, and then they'll push support, and they'll push a bunch of exclamation points because they want to talk to a real person. <laughs> so just keep that in mind: is that the more human your communication is, um, the more the more tailored it is, the, the better you're going to be. So when you're bringing people on, one first of all, invest in good training. Spend the time making sure they understand that, making sure they understand that the priorities and understanding the whole process because you can get really really kind of uh, bogged down by certain metrics you can say well we're sending out you know we're sending out 400 re uh, connection requests a week we're getting 100 you know 100 people to accept uh you know why aren't we getting more meetings well what, what are we trying to accomplish you can say okay i'm getting lots of meetings but nobody's buying um that's that's probably the most common one right as you say i've got i've got all these meetings um what is your messaging saying is it is it helping move them along how is your follow-up uh all these things so train your people review what they're sending give them feedback take a look um if, if it looks robotic to you it's going to look robotic to the prospect and if you have people making calls have somebody who's going to be listening to those calls and reviewing with people i think it's one of the big things is that you you bring somebody on and it could be you know a new employee a new hire and you just kind of say, okay, here's what I want you to do. Go do it. And then you never go back to look. And all of a sudden it's like, it's like that game of telephone you played in grade school. You tell one person and it goes around and around and around. Well, by the time that message gets back to you, um, it doesn't even sound the same. Uh, kind of same thing with any type of, of outreach or campaigns is that, you know, make sure that you kind of understand where the end goal is and how you're going to how the messaging is going to get you there, what they're, what they're saying, how that's going to help you. So um, 
keep keep track of the numbers. Like I said, don't get bogged down on ones that don't help you close sales and then compensate for the results you want. And uh, having run a business development center, I can tell you I've, I've been through all the pitfalls on this and um, paying for performance only um, is something I, I will never do again, uh, simply because you get so much trash. <laughs> Uh, even to the point where even if it's a, a commission-only salesperson, you end up with deals you don't want and nightmare clients. So uh, for us, when we're, we're structuring now, um, if you are hiring somebody, give them a base, you know, a base package of hourly would be my recommendation, uh, plus some performance incentives, but give them something that, you know, compensates them for some of the time they're spending because they are going to spend a lot of time doing this. Um, and then you can kind of focus on getting the results you want, making sure you're getting quality appointments if, uh, if you're doing outreach versus just overall quantity. I mean, unless you have a, a whole call center, in which case, kudos to you. Um, I know I've just got a bunch of questions here and I will get started on them in probably like two minutes. So I will, I will be there for you. We'll, we'll start covering some of those and then I'll open up, uh, open up the lines here for you as well. I know we're closing in on 30 minutes. And like I said, I want to get this information in your hands because I know you guys are busy, or at least the people I want to work with are busy. <laughs> um, okay. So that's hiring and scaling is, is just really getting out, getting people to understand what you're doing. Stop, uh, stop trying to be cheap about it. Pay them get good, to get good results. Finally, a uh, quick recap here. So we want to target the right people with the right message. We want to follow up with people. Um, if you want to take a screenshot of this, highlight that, stamp it on your forehead, just remind everybody that we need to follow up with prospects because prospects are busy. Uh, message and engage with people. Take that conversation off LinkedIn. Send them something real in the mail. Postcards are a good place to start, but don't be afraid to get a little, like I said, a little bit more creative with it. Send them something they can hold and don't want to throw away. Um, that's probably, I will share that with you, that if you're going to send them something like this in the mail, if it looks like a 10 cent, you know, thing that they should just throw away, that's immediately what they're going to do is they're going to just dump it all in the trash. If it looks just nice enough that they're like, oh, I'd feel bad throwing this away. That's what you want. Um, and then, like I said, hiring and scaling so that you can actually grow the team and not have to spend all your time doing prospecting. Uh, if you need some help with this, and this is generally where we come in, is people realize that it's a, it's a little bit intimidating to try and get everything set up, getting everything started, or they've tried it, uh, quite frankly, right? I, I see people telling me quite often, hey, we've tried this, it didn't work. What makes you different? And these are some, you know, some of the things is that it comes down to those first things we talked about. Are we targeting the right people? Are we giving them the right message? If we're not doing those two things, everything else that we just talked about isn't going to work. So that's a lot of what we do. So if you need help, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to really push this. Um, if, if you know this is something your company needs help with, I'm happy to talk. If it's if it's not, you want to do this yourself, awesome. I've given you some of the tools you'll need to do that. So, um, And if you want more information, watch the first session too, because I think that will kind of give, give you kind of the complete strategy. Um, so you can email me at Gary at Pipelineology or heck, find me on LinkedIn. You, you're probably either connected to me or, or message Evan and he'll, he'll set something up. So 
with that said, it is 220, a minute early this, this week or this month. Um, we are done. So I will now open it up for questions. And uh, then I'm going to start, uh, I'll start going through some of the chat questions as well. So if anybody wants to jump in, unmute yourself, ask your question, uh, I'm here. Um, here, let me ask a question. You know, since I, I, I own a digital marketing firm here in Wichita, Kansas, and I do, like, I have a lot of connections on LinkedIn, but I mostly go and talk to business owners since I'm in, like, the chamber, the WEBA. I'm, like, in all different business organizations. So what's the best approach, though, when you're asking people on LinkedIn? Because mostly all mine is personal. I don't really do cold calling or any of that. So uh, you're already doing things like talking to people at the chamber and things like that? Well, I like all my business owner, I, I handle like 36 business page and I'm like, I'm handling like the big, like a lot of big brands here, like Best Body Shop. And if you like Google them, they're all my big brands that I'm handling as an agency. But like when I, but like I always get a lot of messages from people from LinkedIn though too. Like, you know, like always asking me, are you hiring and all that? And I always tell them I already have 25 team members and like, uh, but at the same time, like sometimes if I need help, I. I go out and reach out to them, but I do mostly a personal message rather than, you know, cold calling and stuff. That's how I am, though, as a business owner. Gotcha. Uh, are you doing LinkedIn events right now? Um, I haven't done too much in LinkedIn events, but I always go and look at LinkedIn events because a lot of my clients are doing it. And I do, like, we manage some LinkedIn, like, some business on LinkedIn, too, and doing their events and stuff, too. Given, given where you're at, that's probably what I would look at next, especially if you've got a, a fairly healthy team. Uh, you can kind of collectively leverage everybody to push uh -huh. them to an event and that can, can do it without trying to do it one at a time. Um, and then you can, everybody can focus on growing their networks and you can push them into these, these or not push them, but, you know, invite them into events. Um, I think that's probably where you get the best bang for your buck for something like that. So would that be the best since my one year, I own my business for eight years, but I'll be a, um, my anniversary for my LLC is April 13th. So I'm, I'm focused. I'm building my event right now for my event page here at my office. So would that be the best way to approach this doing like events on there? I would, I would definitely give it a try. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks. Uh, is it Kamsa? Did I say that right? Yeah. Kamsa. Okay. Yep. Kamsa. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you for the question. Uh, who else? All right. I'll, I'll start taking some of the chat ones here then. I'm um, just going to start from the bottom back up. Uh, how do you follow up with a message sent through premium, but no response? Uh, I assume you're using um, InMail uh, there, in which case, if, if that's the case, um, it's, that's kind of a one and, one and done type of shot. Uh, LinkedIn will push it for you. We'll try and feature it. We'll try and essentially, they'll try and get that response for you. Um, if you're doing that and you're not getting response from those, work on connecting with people, build your network, uh, kind of work on it from that side too. Um, Cause yeah, you can only, you can only do so much in mail to people. Uh, if they do reply, you know, they'll, they'll give you the credit back. But if it's a no thanks, I'm not interested, then you kind of end up with, uh, uh, you know, kind of wasting those, those in mail credits. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those, if you, you gotta, again, right, right offer to the right person, how are you going to structure that? Fitting it all in one message is pretty tricky, um, but uh, it's you know it, it's it's worth experimenting with. But if you're not getting the results you want, 
start connecting with them organically. Um, and you'll, you'll probably, you know, get some better results because again, then you're building that network and then you've got a whole lot more, more tools at your disposal. Um, let's see here. All right. What else we got? Uh, realized messages to con short messages to connect tend to work. Do you all agree? I know you got some feedback on that, Richard. So uh, my two cents on that is don't put in a message to connect at all. Um, over over hundreds of campaigns and thousands and thousands of, of one cent, uh, we find the blank one still is the best, which is great because you don't have to think of anything to write there. Um, uh, Gary, I'd love to hear more about sending and uh, not sending notes on LinkedIn connections. Uh, first message is supposed to be sent the same day. There's really no rule there. I generally don't actually. Uh, I, if I connect with somebody, they're not going to hear from me right away because guess what? Everybody else does. So I don't. <laughs> uh, and that, that's part of how I would, would encourage you to kind of think about when you're structuring these campaigns is go back and look at the last 20 or 30 pitches you received. Look at how they did it. Look at what they wrote and look at why you didn't like it. Write something else um, and, and kind of, you know, feel free to be clever. Um, don't get too, don't write too long of a message, especially your introductory one to somebody. Uh, they're just going to, their eyes are going to glaze over. Uh, my recommendation is don't put any pitch in there at all, uh, which I, I mean, seems, seems really counterintuitive. Uh, we don't even ask any questions in our initial messages. We just, you know, essentially it's a, a friendly greeting. Uh, like I said, contact Evan. He, he'll give you uh, our first sessions replay. We cover that one in more depth there. Thanks for listening to the Pipelineology podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.